This is the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert. Hey, and I'm Mickey. It's good to be here. Yeah, especially because this is a magic episode of this podcast. It really is, and this it's going to sound kind of funny when we get into it, but this is a magical topic. I know. It, it sounds like clickbait. It's fair. I'm going to make. Yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. even try to lean into that a little bit when we title this episode, but I, I think there is a like an element of magic to what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. There is. So, uh, to unveil that, to, to give away, I guess, the punchline for this, it's all about the magic email. So, Mickey, you, you've kind of delved into this a little bit and used the magic email. I have. Tell, tell our audience and listeners what it is. So, I first heard about this. I think it was from Blair Enns. He has a podcast called Two Bobs, the number two bobs. They have twobobs.com. It's a fantastic podcast if you're in the marketing world. I heard about it from them. And this kind of fits Blair's personality because this is... It's a little, the magic email is a little bit snarky, but it's just super effective. It's really a way to get people's attention in their inbox. And you can go to themagicemail.com and see it there. But ultimately, you send an email that is just this one sentence worded exactly like this that says, quote, since I have not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed. So it's just a, a very simple email that gets people's attention. So Yeah, so it's direct. It's to the point. Again, I have never actually used it before, and we're going to get into some of your experience actually having sent just this one sentence to people. Yep. But I mean, from what you have shared with me and what you're about to share with everyone, um, it, I mean, it sounds like this works. So like, when, when do you actually send that sentence? When do you send the magic email to people? Give us a scenario. Yeah, so really it's when all else has failed. The way we do marketing at Greenmail, we don't do any cold outreach. So any, any leads we have came to us, either through our website or through SEO or through a friend or whatever. So. I think it's a different situation. If it's a cold outreach, then you send that magic email. I think the snarkiness level goes up dramatically in that situation. (laughs) But these are people that reach out to us. They're interested in working with us. And then they kind of just disappear. Um, And they they won't respond to emails. And maybe they're too busy. Maybe they're not interested. Maybe they went in a different direction. But they just won't quite seal things up. And this usually gets their attention and gets an answer. And the answer is often, nope, we've taken care of it. But a no is the second best thing you can hear when you're in sales. I mean, you want a yes, but a no at least closes the book and moves on. So a recent example, there was a woman I was talking to off and on late last year, and I emailed her, I wrote down the dates here before here, I emailed her February 11th to check in, and then February 28th, and then May 9th, and then July 14th, every couple months kind of saying, hey, here's a new project we did, what's going on with you, and didn't get a response to any of those, and so on August 8th, I sent her the magic email, I just said, since I have not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed, and 26 minutes later, I got a response saying, no, 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 my priorities haven't changed, I've been busy, I'm so sorry, we'll be in touch soon, and I think she's missed the last couple emails since then, but... I mean, it works. I mean, people respond almost always within a half hour. I think it's basically as soon as they see it in their inbox, they reply to it. And again, sometimes it's no, you're right. I, my priorities have changed. I've gone a different direction. And that's fine too. Again, it closes the loop. But I can count so many of these where I can say it was this date, it was a month later, and then it was six weeks later, then a month later, and just nothing. And then it was 23 minutes after the magic email went out that I got a response of, of some kind. So, so ultimately, this is you haven't heard from somebody who you were interested in hearing back from. And they were interested in us. I mean, right, they reached out right. to us first. Yeah. But you haven't heard from them in quite a while. And right. then you finally get to this point where you're like, I just, I need to hear back from you one way or the other. And so you send this magic email that almost always gets a very quick response. Again, maybe not always what you want to hear, but right. the goal is just, I just want to hear from you and make sure that you're still yeah. like a, a, alive. And basically. I did the math on it. We almost always maybe overstating. I think about 60% reply to this, sure. which again, these are people that have not replied to multiple emails over multiple months and more than half reply instantly to this, which again, that's magical. It's, it, yes. it's fascinating. So you have multiple times mentioned 
a little how snarky this is. And again, right. the email, especially because of how short it is, how it's direct, it's blunt. So again, you have to kind of use this with caution. You For shouldn't sure. just throw the magic around <laughs> willy-nilly. So what are some scenarios and cases when you shouldn't send this email? It really, I figure, in, I guess the thing I, I line it up to is if it's a client, I don't mind losing. I sure. guess. And really, it's most all of them. If someone hasn't replied to multiple emails over multiple months, they're probably not going to be a great fit anyhow. So nothing to lose. Why not throw it out there? Because the catch is, and the way Blair says it, and others will disagree, is Blair says you send that sentence by itself with nothing else. Others will say, have a little intro, say, hey, I hope you're doing well since I've not heard from you. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. But I send it just as a, a raw, just a response to the last thread with that thing in it. It is, it is snarky. So I try to be careful with it because I don't want to come across poorly, but I think the other party's already acted kind of poorly too by not saying anything in response to previous messages checking in. So I don't feel too bad about it, but it is, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky balance for sure. Sure. And, and again, for anybody who's received this email, maybe not from us, but maybe from someone else, I don't know, and you were wondering why right. they said that. <laughs> Could be. There's no offense meant by for it. Sure. It's simply like, hey, we, we want to close the books on this, or we either want to move forward or just figure out what's going see, on. Yeah, see, if you, if you need six more months, great. Take six more months. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know. and, and people... People have things that come up in their life. They're busy, and sometimes those email threads are not the most important thing. But uh, again, the goal for, for us as an agency or for anybody else who's trying to send this is just to, to figure out and get a definitive answer and be able to move on. And again, the goal with this, that's what the goal with this right. piece of communication is. So um, one of the most intriguing questions to get into is why do you think this works? What, what about how this is phrased and the timing of it usually gets that magical quick response. Right, and that's, that's the toughest part to answer. I've long said I need to dig more in the psychology of marketing because it's so fascinating the way people think and respond to things. But I think it's basically just kind of puts a little bit of time pressure on saying, hey, your priorities have changed and people will probably say, no, no, they haven't. I just said something wrong to them. They want to correct it real quick because their priorities mm -hmm. haven't changed um, in most cases or they have and you know, either way they want to get back to it. But then also again, you say, why do you think it works? And I think works is relative, but again, a no, I guess it didn't work if we get a no, but it, it did, really. I'm, I'm happy to get a no. Not super happy, but sure. again, to at least move on and, and focus on the next folks. Because I tend to, if someone reached out to us for help and we've had a great conversation, I have a really hard time letting that go until I just hear that they moved on. If they did, great. I wish them well, wish them the best. But I hate having that open loop in the system for someone that I've had great conversations with. And so this at least closes that loop one way or the other 60% of the time, which is, which is good. I'll take that. I'd say... And really looking at it, we have very few that turn into good clients after this. You know, we've had a few that have for sure. And so it, it helps. And again, the no's are good. But I think if it's the kind of client that doesn't respond over and over again, it's probably not going to work out anyhow. But you never know. Some people do have just a, a season of life where they're very busy. And just mm -hmm. some people respond with that. Say, I'm so sorry. This last six months have been crazy. We're probably three more months till we get out of it once we hire this new person. And then I'll go back to you and say, great. I'll reach out in three months. We'll see how things are. But generally, it's they've moved on or they have changed priorities. And this just confirms that, which is a win. I'll yeah. take that too. So to to two of your points there. So I mean, in my humble opinion, I think the reason one of the reasons why it's effective is a little bit of guilt, right? And mm -hmm. that's one yeah. of the reasons why you need to use it sparingly is because right. you're you're kind of guilting people to say, "Hey, you haven't responded to me in a little while. What's going on here?" Like that's kind of the subtext of what you're right. saying. That's in a way, good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, and then to your point about, you know, the definition of how it's working, how effective it actually is, I think the goal is, yeah, ultimately to get a response. And right. you're saying like 60% is a 
a pretty good response rate for emails, especially if they haven't been followed right, up. Right, for, for the group that all of them have not followed up in six months or so, yeah. Correct, yeah. Fantastic. So for, for that goal, I mean, I do think it is very effective, right? Whether or not it's actually generating a good lead that you're ultimately going to work with or a good client or whatever that is, that is, again, important, but less important because the ultimate goal of sending this email is out. I just want to, I just want to figure out what's next here. Yep, I just exactly. want to get a response from you. And so in that way, it does kind of quote unquote work. Yep. Yeah. So check it out themagicemail.com. Since I've not heard from you on this, I have to assume your priorities have changed. That simple. Okay. So if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Writer Web Podcast brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes for this episode and more at abrighterweb.com.